Hello, everybody. I'm James Haney, executive producer of Star Trek Excelsior, and the fact that you're hearing my voice means that something important has happened. In this episode, and all episodes to follow, the part of Chief Engineer Alexander LaRock, previously played by fan heartthrob Ben Randall, Well, more likely a mineral vein in these mountains, but it comes to the same thing. It goes on for miles in all directions. Yes, that's him. Will instead be played by Samuel Gillis. We're on course for the Landrin space station, sir. A one-eighth impulse. That should be slow enough to keep us from showing up on their sensors as long as we continue to use Criminadal's scattering field. Sam has already done some work for Excelsior playing the holographic Oracle AI, and he's also the composer of our original theme music. What original theme music, you say? All I can say is, stay tuned. Melandrian Premier Betra Nas stalked the inner sanctum of her space station vigilance while it was still hers to stalk. Status report. It would appear that the fighting is continuing, Your Excellency. The rebels have captured levels 174 to 185, but for the time being, our forces have stalled them there. For the time being. That is still 15 levels below us and 12 levels below the controls for the orbital weapons network. What of the planet? Since your timely escape from General Sorid's ambush, Your Excellency... There was nothing timely about it, Matriarch. I had already been separated from my bodyguard and the sacred grove of the Oracle, which I am sworn to protect. I could not even do anything to defend my own guest friends while the G slaughtered their men. It is only chance that anyone escaped, and for a true Valandrian, there is no such thing as chance. Proceed. Yes, Your Excellency. Since the attack, General Sorit's agents have opened hostilities in at least six major cities, including Thaven. Fighting in the United City? It is a disgrace. The conflict appears to be spreading outwards from Thaven, engulfing the Kessok and Chodak regions. In the last hour, clans Re, Gore, and Trinel have declared support for the G-Rebels. The government has fallen, but the six great clans who have not seceded from the United Military are retaliating. And if they survive this day... Then it would be a great victory for us. No. Then this would no longer be a coup, but a true civil war such as we have not seen in centuries. Many will die. Much will be lost. There is only one way to end this. Cut off the head of a rebellion and the rest will convulse and shortly die. Matriarch, fetch me my sword. What? But, my liege, you cannot simply... Please, Matriarch, spare me the dramatic display of your loyalty. Do you really think I don't know about the dealings you've made with the G? Why, Your Excellency, how could you say such a thing of one who... Matriarch, you are about as faithful as a lusty male. But even males have their uses. Now, bring me my... Report! I... For an instance... Our sensors thought that they saw the Federation starship coming towards us very slowly. But it is gone now. 
Hmm, Rachel Cortez seemed a worthy fighter. I will await her here for now. We shall see what it is she has to say. But our detectors no longer pick them up, Your Excellency. Yet they are coming, Matriarch. They are coming. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Excelsior, her ongoing mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no one has gone before. Starring Elise Krawick as Captain Rachel Cortez. Larry Phelan as Lieutenant Commander Alcar Dovan. Samuel Gillis as Lieutenant Alex Lorock. Michael Liebman as Alex Roll. And Caitlin Haney as Asuka Yubari. Today's episode, The Excelsior Returns, Act 405, Wildfire. We're on course for the Landrum space station, sir, a 1-8th impulse. That should be slow enough to keep us from showing up on their sensors as long as we continue to use Criminadale's scattering field. Excellent. And you still think it was this General Sorid G who ordered the attack on Excelsior and, and not Premier Betrana? Govern what us on the planet, that's the only conclusion that makes sense to me. Very well. I'll take it under advice. Now hear this. Now hear this. Level 2 quarantine protocols are in effect. All non-essential personnel are restricted to quadrants 4 through 7. Repeat. All non-essential personnel restricted to quadrants 4 through 7. Boy, I'm getting sick and tired of that computer interrupting me mid-sentence. Any chance we can turn off the audible warnings, Dr. Sharp? I could, but I won't. At the rate the disease is progressing, quarantine information may need to change quickly. I need the whole crew kept up to date. So it is a disease? I don't know. It has all the markings of an infection, but I can't find a cause. As far as I can tell, it shouldn't be any more contagious than a dream. I may be able to help you, Melissa. What? Who are you? Arden P- I'm sorry I'm late, Elka. I was only just informed that I am now the ranking science officer on the Excelsior. But aren't you a... The fourth in line, yes. My superiors have all been incapacitated. The science department leadership is mainly humans and trill, Commander. Those two plus the Grezonites are the three species that have been hit hardest by the infection. We've had to convert two of the cargo bays to handle the overflow, and we're making use of the stasis fields in the ship's morgue to try to stabilize the most serious cases. But we're barely able to keep up. I can't help noticing, Doctor, that this entire ship is predominantly humans and Trill, including everyone at this table except Arden and myself. I don't know, sir. 
I'm following the only lead I have right now. Massive hyperstimulation in the patient's cerebral cortexes. The only thing it remotely resembles is the telepathic communication used by species 8472. But in this case, there appears to be almost no infection among actual telepaths. Commander, I'm confounded, and I don't like it. Actually, Melissa, as I said, I might be of some use to you. At this point, I'll take anything. If I may, Alka? By all means. This is the Excelsior when we entered the Valandrian star system 1239 hours this afternoon. What's that orange aura around the ship? A low-level telepathic field. Hold on. You can pick up telepathy? It is no simple task. At first, I assumed we were being observed by a higher-order being. Not at all an unusual occurrence, but always an opportunity for learning. So, I set my scans to continue for later review. This is the Excelsior at 1345. As first contact procedures continue, there is no change in the readings, and, as events progressed, I was soon focused on other unfolding eventualities. My preoccupation prevented me from noting this. Whoa. The orange glow around the Excelsior that represented the telepathic field suddenly thickened tenfold, changing from an accent against the viewer representation of the Excelsior to the dominant feature. That happened at 1354, at the very moment our away team set foot on the planet. This was the situation ten minutes ago. I can't even see the ship anymore under all the orange. That, Alka, is my point. Now that I've heard your data, Melissa, I think these two phenomena might be related. Perhaps this will help. For the sake of my colleagues, I very much hope so. A few minutes before he collapsed, I overheard Lieutenant Amara tell the captain he was feeling a... disruption in his empathic abilities. Incredible. Simply incredible. Telepathic weaponry. Is there anything else, Mr. Rhoda? In fact, there is. Ours is not the only telepathic field I am reading. In fact, once I started really looking, I detected a much larger one in the immediate vicinity. On the planet, in fact. Here, at roughly 45 degrees north, 92 degrees west. That city, Thaven. Isn't that the capital? Yes, Alka. Thaven? The Oracle AI listed that as a cross-reference to die. A cross-reference? To what? He didn't know. Database corruption is extensive. We need to know more about that AI, temporal prime directive or not. Mr. Lorak, you and crewman Adao are to work on that. In the meantime, I think we can only interpret this telepathic infection as a direct attack against us. And we don't have much time before there aren't enough of us left to run the ship. Dr. Sharp, keep trying. You are our top priority, so consider every resource at your disposal. The rest of you are to maintain red alert and await further orders. Good luck, and hopefully the doctor will have the captain back on her feet in no time. <clears throat> Dismissed. Yes, Mr. Lorak? And by the way, I'm sorry about pairing you up with Crewman Adao. It's perfectly alright. 
A scattering field was actually very good work. Well, then what can I do for you, Lieutenant? Captain, I... I think you need to find someone else to be your acting first officer. Really? Yes, sir. I don't even know how I got this assignment in the first place. I'm Lieutenant Junior Grade. I I'm not ready for this. Funny you should mention that, Lieutenant. I happen to know how you got this assignment. Sir? Captain Cortez knew that good officers are more than just a good recommendation and a few years' experience. And so she didn't look for those things. The captain was looking for men and women who were ready to move on from being just good officers to achieving greatness. She read everything there was to find on Alex Lorak before she made her decision. And that was what she saw in you, Alex. Greatness. It's what she saw in all of us. You're on the best ship there is, Lieutenant, and you're third in line for command after me. That is all I need to know to be certain you'll do well in this position. And that is an order. Aye, sir. This will be over soon anyway, Lieutenant. We'll have the captain back in the big chair before you know it. Dismissed. Captain Cortez, don't make a liar out of me. Bridge to Dovan. We're approaching the interval Adrian sensor perimeter. Acknowledged. On my way. The alien starship just appeared again on our sensors. Range, less than two million centaurs. This we expected, Matriarch. Their weapons are locked onto us. This I did not. Begin a transmission. Your Excellency... They are already requesting transmission frequencies. Then give them one. On screen. Premier, we need to talk. C -c Where is Captain Cortez? This is outrageous. This is Acting Captain Alcar Dovan, and you're dealing with me now, because the highest-ranking female on this ship is in sickbay recovering from your general's attack. So let's leave behind your sexism for a minute and start dealing with reality. And may I ask what that reality is, Dovan? The reality, Premier, is that we are being slowly eaten alive by a remarkable bioweapon being controlled from your capital city. And I'm seriously hoping you have the antidote. A bioweapon? I cannot fathom what you're talking about. Don't test my patience, Premier. Every few minutes, another member of my crew seizes up and falls unconscious. My people are dying, Premier, and the field is emanating from your capital city. I assure you, Dovan, I have no idea what is causing your illness. Your Excellency, this sounds much like... Nonsense. The wasting is a storybook tale, nothing more. The Oracle said that it would come again. It is impossible, I say. It sounds to me, Premier, like you might be hiding something just in case you didn't know that already. If it were the wasting, then the prophecy. The prophecy about your oh, coming. Ah, Premier, it is upon me. Oh, oh. Then it is true. Weapons control. Target the Excelsior and prepare to fire. You see, this is why I don't trust you people. Mr. Rawl, retarget our quantum torpedoes at the planet's surface. Densest population centers. Aye, sir. You would 
All things considered, you'd probably be right. I doubt under normal circumstances I could bring myself to massacre thousands of people, even if they were members of a grievously savage race such as your own. Still in all, there's only one way to find that out, Premier, and as circumstances are most assuredly not normal, I doubt that's a risk you can take. What would you have me do, Delvan? If I do not destroy you, you will destroy us all. Weapons, fire on my- Hold on! Right there! Why don't we start with that? One minute we're speaking, well, not civilly as such, but at least the threats were veiled. And then I mention your telepathic weapon and all of a sudden I'm going to destroy your planet? Would you care to explain any part of that at all? There is no other option. The wasting is the greatest of diseases. It nearly wiped out my people 200 millennia ago. Legend claims that it left only one survivor and her husband's. There is no treatment, no prognosis, no hope. Once the wasting has appeared, all who come in contact with it die, including me. But Sora G was right. The prophecy states that the Deathbringers must be destroyed. I don't think you're hearing me, Ms. Na. This isn't our weapon. It's coming from your capital city, Thaven. Why should I believe the words of a man faced with death? Because you don't have any other choice. If your officer there just keeled over from this disease, then by your logic she must have been exposed when our away team beamed over there. Such being the case, we will have now infected the leadership of both factions that are now engaged in civil war, which means most of your planet has been exposed by now. If I'm lying, Premier, you've already lost. Dovan, if I allow your people to do this, I am placing the whole of Valandrian civilization in your hands. We are Starfleet. You are male, which is of no reassurance to me. But I have left too much to chance, and this is my just reward. Take your people, Dovan. Just make sure you have a woman with you. We will fight to maintain control of vigilance and prevent Sora G from using the orbital weapons network to destroy your vessel during your attempt to find and destroy your supposed source of the wasting. Agreed. We'll launch in ten minutes. Excelsior out. Lieutenant Lorak, I thought I'd find you in engineering, but the computer sent me here. Hold on a minute, Lieutenant. Crumman, you can't just go rerouting the sackets anyway. I'm you... trying to restore power to the secondary proton channels, and if you just let me do... I'm the... No, you know what? Never mind. Just do it. Right, yes. We're trying to tap the Oracle AI directly into our EMH, so we had to set up here in Sack Bay. I can't say Dr. Sharp was too happy about it, but we're staying out of her way. <sighs> what can I do for you? Commander Dovan had sent me down here to inform- Lorak, I've got it! What do you- Please state the nature of the medical. Wait, that's not my line. Where am I? What year is this? You're on board the USS Excelsior, and it's 2383. You're tied to our so you're likely to experience- Error! Error! Improper activation environment. Initializing emergency decompilization. Listen, you, I don't care about your directives or your programming. Tell me what I want to know, or I'll take you offline and run the information of you kiloquad by kiloquad. Proceed. 
We can start with what exactly happened to your ship at this battle of yours. On Stardate 79283.2, my captain ordered the first in-combat usage of the Transchroniton torpedo during an enemy attempt to meld with my hull. Despite perfect test runs, the torpedo had unexpected effects when used against the enemy. Both vessels were downed. The enemy vessel's spatial and temporal crash coordinates remain unknown. What enemy? Who are you up against? The Borg? Database corruption is... Extensive, I know. Kermit, let's plug in another module. See if that helps. Are you certain that's wise, Lieutenant? I don't understand this machine, but it's still just a hologram. I mean, how dangerous could it be? Try this one. Looks good. Integrating module. Reinitializing. Temporal transponder module active. Scanning. Pull the module! Oh, I'm trying. It's fused somehow. Hand the coupler. No temporal interference detected. Coordinate set. Beginning transport. Lieutenant, get away from that car! Lieutenant Lorak? Lieutenant Rawl? Adel to Dovan. Dovan here. Commander, we have a situation. That's not a report, crewman. Yes, sir. Sir, we just lost the AI. It took Lieutenants Lorock and Rawl with it. What? How? I, I have no idea, sir. He plugged in a module, and the AI just beamed away. Well, get them back! I... I don't know how. Well, it's your assignment to find out. Try using the same ingenuity you used to sabotage the replicator systems in space dock, but get them back here! I... Sharp here, sir. I'm afraid I have more bad news. Of what kind, Doctor? I just completed a new test I devised with Mr. Rota. I... I can't explain the results, but I'm certain now. This disease is contagious, and I know how it's transmitted. Yes? It's a virus. And it's spread by telepathy. Doctor? Look, I know what it sounds like, and it's crazy. I'd explain my results, but I could catch it at any time. And right now, I need a code 1 quarantine. Will that help? I don't know, Commander. The best I can hope is that it will slow down the spread. Everyone in sickbay right now is a carrier, even the non-telepaths. I assume the same is true of most of the ship by now. We have hours, at most. All right. Let's hope it buys us some time. All hands, execute level one medical quarantine. Code wildfire. Repeat, code wildfire. Bridge force fields are in place, sir. Biocontainment teams are deploying. All sections report full lockdown. Engineering secured and set to maximum automation. Thank you, sir. This will help. I hope so. It's just me and Kabir left on the bridge, and frankly, it's getting a bit lonely up here. Aye, sir. Shark out. General? 
a very foolish move. Weapons control. Weapons controller, reply. The rebels are sorting fighters. They must be destroyed. Weaponeer, where are you? I greet thee, your excellency. Sorry, G. Oath traitor, I have nothing to say to you. I, however, would like to speak with you, your excellency. You've locked out controls to the weapon satellite from your chambers, have you not? I would like those codes. No words. Honor combat. As the old ways dictate. <laughs> you still believe in the old ways, Petra. Your surprises never cease. Why should it surprise you that I would defend them as I am sworn? The old ways are the force that has bound our people together for the last 500 years. United in common honor. I agree. What startles me is that you think so. For all these years, I believed your respect for the ways to be a pretense and nothing more. Yet here you are, at the end of your reign, and you cling to them as a drowning woman to a life raft. You truly believe in it on some level. My eyes are opened. You agree with the strength of our old ways, yet with the conceit of a usurper, you overturn them all. You replace the visions of the centuries with your own. Tiny and short-sighted though it is. For what? Vengeance? Or are you just that arrogant? Arrogance? You speak to me of arrogance? Of usurpery? When you came to power, Premier, your first acts were to undermine and cast away the traditions that no longer suited you. You spoke of progress, of a new path for our people, and did away with that binding force in one blow. Today, it is even rumored that you spoke on equal terms with one of the alien males, and your respect for our tradition is already so eroded that I even half believed it. You overturned the ancient codes, Vetrana, and now they are dead. Even I cannot bring them back. Your new vision failed as it must, and you have brought us to the brink of destruction. The wasting has already returned. Time runs short. I can only hope that mine will be a better way, a more loyal one. But you, Betrina, will go to your grave with the knowledge that you brought this wildfire down upon the people. And I will do everything I can to see that you meet that grave very, very soon as payment for your arrogance. I am coming for you. And I am waiting for Valandria. Always. What? I... I'm sorry, sir. Every single human in Trill and Sickbay just... And then we suddenly lost Commander Helder. I don't know Wait. what else... Did you just say lost Jack Helder? I'm sorry. There was nothing... It was as if his mind was gripped in a vice that just kept on getting tighter and tighter until... We made him as comfortable as we could. So the wasting is fatal, too. I'm doing my best. Of course. Of course. Go van out. Mr. Kabir, we're ready? 
Aye, sir. The Marines are loaded, and they've been given pinpoint coordinates for what appears to be the center of a network of tunnels underneath the city. Give the launch order. What's their ETA? Already gave it, sir. Just over five minutes until they reach transporter range. Then let's hope Betrana was able to keep that weapons network under control. Runabout Kilimanjaro launching. <coughs> sir, I'm picking up weapon signatures coming from around the far side of the planet. Jehoshaphat! We can't handle a battle in this condition, and neither can the Marines. I've got the helm. Looks like we have 16 Valandrian interceptors coming in. They're on an attack vector for the shuttle. Those Marines are going to need our backup if they're going to make it. Sound battle stations. Sir, I've never been... Medical team to bridge. Computer, who's our next highest ranking tactical officer? There are no remaining tactical officers aboard the Excelsior. Well, that's just great. Computer, who is the next most qualified tactical officer on the ship? Lieutenant Asuka Yubari. What? I know the name of every lieutenant posted on this ship, Computer, and not one of them is named Yubari. Negative. Lieutenant Asuga Yubari received a score of 1,876 in the Starfleet Tactical Program. Her position is Engineering Diagnostician. Are you kidding me? A full-grade lieutenant stuck in a job for enlisted ne'er-do-wells and cadets? Affirmative. I don't buy it. But I don't exactly have a choice, do I? Don't answer that, Lieutenant Asuka Yubari, whomever you are, kindly report to the bridge at once. That's very lucky. I was afraid one of you might have been permanently splinched. Monty, I asked you to tell me when they were awake. My designation is four of seven, not Monty. These officers are irrelevant. I don't know why you're even in my sick bay, Monty. I am present because I was wounded on your ship, an allied vessel of the Borg Collective. Starfleet Command never should have made that alliance, no matter how bad things were. Your opinion is irrelevant. It will remain irrelevant regardless of how often you repeat it. Is that... Dr. Sharp? Where are we? You're... well, you're relatively safe for the time being, Alex, which is about all I can tell you at the moment. What were you doing with our temporal transponders, though? Your temporal transponders? Is this the Excelsior? I'm sorry, what's your name? Roll, ma'am. Lieutenant Alex Roll, infiltration specialist. We're serving on the Excelsior together. Well, we aren't anymore, Lieutenant. I'm afraid that quite some time has passed due to your fiddling with the AI's equipment. Time travel. Time travel? That's amazing. 
assist the future, Doctor? I'm afraid so. Starfleet artificial intelligences aren't designed to transport organic matter, but I'm afraid this one was too damaged to tell the difference. He picked you up, and so he missed his own destination by several days, and you all ended up here. Surprisingly, neither of you were hurt. I am nothing if not responsible for my shipmates. Ah, uh, why'd you go and activate hemp? I am recompiling my temporal matrix. Current status is 4.9%. He's repairing himself. When he's done, he's theoretically going to return you to your own time and then go on to his. Temporal Prime Directive isn't violated, and we don't get a Temporal Investigations Inquiry. As long as I can make you stay put here until he's finished. Doctor, the Department of Temporal Investigations was shut down shortly after the destruction of Jimworld and- If you keep talking, computer, you're going to call them right back from the grave to arrest you. I mean, why don't you just go ahead and explain the entire Sword of Damocles to our guests right now? Could save the entire Federation a whole lot of trouble. That suggestion was not intended seriously. Very astute. Doctor, incredible as this is... Where are we? Well, I suppose there's no harm in telling the name of the ship to a couple of old shipmates. If you'll both promise me you won't try to explore anything else. Especially not the rest of the crew. Of course. The year is 2402, and you're aboard the greatest experimental warship ever built. The USS Oracle. Presume that's the highly hypothetical Lieutenant Yubari at the door? Sir? Take your station, Lieutenant. We're due to enter firing range in less than 15 seconds. Our job is to open a window wide enough to get the Kilimanjaro through to transporter range of the cave network under Thaven. Aye, sir. And, sir, my assignment? For the moment, your current assignment is unimportant. You are fully qualified? Yes, sir. Then return fire. We have a boatload of Marines to protect. <laughs> Solid hit, sir. Damage to their sensors. But can I point out that we're heavily outnumbered and even more outgunned? I'm well aware of that, Lieutenant, but we only need to hold them off long enough for the Valandrian satellites to get a lock on them. Then Betrana can take care of them. Any minute now. Any minute now? Kilimanjaro is signaling that they're under heavy fire. Lieutenant, I'm going to move us in closer and run the remek maneuver. Sir, I doubt that we can avoid severe damage for long if we try to get any closer than we already are. Then we're just going to have to blow those ships back to Valandria before long becomes now, Lieutenant. Tell engineering to prepare for damage. Sir, this idea is tactically unsound, at the very least. We are still seriously damaged and badly undermanned. They're likely to cut us to ribbons in a matter of minutes. Objection noted, Lieutenant. Bringing us about to zero mark zero one one and engaging one quarter impulse. Sir, that will take us straight through the center of their formation. That is how the remek maneuver works, Lieutenant. Aye, sir. But we need a new plan. Soon. We've got Marines in there, Lieutenant, and I'm not leaving them. The fighters are regrouping. In formation. I see them. Take them out! Ugh! Too late! Brace for impact! <laughs> 
lower shield buckling. Oh, whatever shall we do without the crew lounge? Captain, we need to hold on. Not until those Marines are safe on the planet. Sir. Do you have a record of impertinence, Miss Yubari? Actually, sir, I do. Do you have a record of suicidal flying? Your protest has been noted, Lieutenant. Now get your attention focused on your tactical display. Dovan, to engineering. Engineering, come in. Westlake here, Captain. Westlake? What are you doing in- We lost crew member Dov almost 15 minutes ago, sir. He never got out of sick bay. There ain't seven that's left. Ensign Neverson is doing his best with this damage. Mr. Westlake, I need to know right now. Can you hold this ship together? We'll give you what you need, sir. Westlake out. Simon sort of sounded peculiar, didn't he? Investigate later. We're about to make our second pass. They're swarming us. Keep it steady, Lieutenant. Steady. Sir, we are venting plasma. Aim, Lieutenant, and fire on my mark. Three, two, one, fire! Fire! We've lost maneuvering thrusters. I'm gonna have trouble turning the ship while maintaining combat speed. Acknowledged. Reinforcing aft shields and preparing to repel pursuit. Belay that. Prepare for an L4. Sir. I'm an old hand in L4s, Lieutenant. We used to do them all the time on the Defiant. This isn't the Defiant. We are just too big. Attempting a loop-to-loop at our speed will snap on you. Our Marines still need another minute. Now brace yourself. out. So much for that idea. Prepare for another run, Lieutenant. Commander, you're demanding the impossible. With this ship, with this crew, there is no way we can even survive another pass against those fighters, much less win. Yubari, those are our people on the Kilimanjaro. We're not just leaving them to die. They're already dead, sir. The only question is whether we die with them. I refuse to accept that. You're our captain. You can be a hero on your own time. But your job right now is to get your people out of here alive! Yeah. Interesting. Interesting choice of words, Lieutenant. Altering course. Excelsior to Kilimanjaro. Excelsior to Kilimanjaro! disease within the hour anyway. 
We can withdraw and come up with a new plan, sir. I've got a better idea. What's our range to the beam down coordinates? 300,000 kilometers, sir. The fighters will intercept us before we reach transporter range at 40,000. Bridge to transporter room. Launch here, sir. Chief, lock on to the two signals on the bridge and prepare to beam us down. Sir, I just said... I know what you said, Lieutenant. I'm setting an autopilot out of here. I just hope you don't get transporter sickness. I... Wait, what? Chief, override safeties and energize. Now. force this door, I will allow you the honors you do not deserve in your execution. In fact, General, since you do not give me the honor combat, I choose prudence. I am leaving. You coward! Brigadier, get that door open before- Evidently, the old taboos are no longer in force for you and I, sorry. It is as you said. Coward simply does not hurt like it used to. Yet to appease my nagging conscience, I will give you the knowledge that I have set the vigilance to self-destruct. You have two yarns until detonation. Farewell! She has destroyed the controls, General. By the time they are repaired, she could well have escaped to anywhere from the companion portal in Daven. What are we to do? There is only one place Betrana would go now. There is a secret set of backup controls for the weapons satellites hidden in the secret catacombs beneath the city. She believes she's the only one who knows of them, but she is sadly mistaken. I had hoped we would not have to resort to sacrilege, but we must follow her. Come, Brigadier. Sound the abandoned station and let us return to our ship. In that episode of Star Trek Excelsior, Joyce Bender was Bedford Knott, Kennedy was Sora G, Vivian Chung was Aston Saw, Samuel Gillis played the Oracle, Caitlin Haney was the Computer, Daniel Force Johnson was Warp 7, Emily Potter was Dr. Sharp, Alex Keyes was Bachik Rota, Carla Madera was Kanish Adal, Lee Sands was Simon Westlake, James Haney is the Transporter Chief, Jim Smagata was the Collapsing Bridge Officer, and Mike Hennessy was the Valandrian Brigadier. Episode executive produced and adapted for audio by James Haney, co-producer Alex Keyes. Post-production by Gary Kalbaum, Jim Smagata, Mike Hennessy, and Jeremy Michaels. Mike Hennessy was a narrator. Original music by Samuel Gillis. Additional credits available on site. Special thanks to Darker Projects, Bravo Fleet, Michael Hudson, and Gene Roddenberry. No infringement is intended against Star Trek, which remains a property of CBS Paramount Television.
Joining us for the grand finale of the Excelsior Returns storyline, Down the Rabbit Hole, coming June 2008. This has been an Excelsior production.